Today on The Breakdown, Jungle Man Fever, Doug Polkinator, the Polkinator, Doug Polk, Polker, Polker. <laughs> These guys are playing heads up, and it's 200-400. They did it at The Lodge in Texas. That's Doug Polk's poker room. And uh, they were dressed a little, let me just say, cosplay was introduced into the poker game. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some people got some kinks around the police. I don't know. It's hard to say. Someone was dressed up like a deputy. Another guy was dressed up like a sheriff. One of them was trying to defund the police. I'm not sure which. But uh, anyway, these guys are going to play a hand where lots of money is going to go in. Of course, it's going to be levels upon levels upon levels. You're like, I need, I need that, that tool with the bubble because I can't even tell if we're at level, what level. I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's like that. <laughs> All right, on the breakdown. <laughs> Great test of John Levy. Hey. To be clear, you don't know what happens in this hand, right? No, I don't know. But obviously, it's going to be levels upon levels, or else why would we do it? It's Polk and Jungleman. Is it not levels? Are there it's, not levels? There's a level or maybe oh. maybe one and a half levels. Oh, you're lying. I can see in your eyes. You're lying eyes. Ah, uh, no. Not lying. Don't, don't do that. What? Song titles. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know it's wrong, man. You know it's not part of the deal. Ah, uh, Fine. Fine. But it feels good. It feels good to do an opening. I feel great now. Opening just gets you going every time. Oh, it every just... Time. Does it do it for you the way it does it for me? And I asked this to the audience as well. I just did that opening, and I went from feeling pretty good to feeling fabulous. <laughs> and I don't know. When you hear it does, it, does it do it for you, or is it just like you're just waiting for it to be over? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, Somewhere it, between. sometimes it does it for me. Yeah. Well, that's good. Sometimes. How about that one? That one do it for you? It was okay. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like a shot of, of good... Yeah. Drugs. That's fair. You know? That's fair. I mean, I've had better ones. I'll agree with that. But I was, you know, it's its own thing. Yeah. It's its own thing. It's nice, <sighs> to, it's nice to feel good, you know? It really is. It feels great. You know, this is a great argument for just doing drugs all the time. And when I say that, I want to be clear because I don't want to get sued or in trouble. I mean, like, if you're a child, doing drugs all the time will make you feel good. You should do drugs. Yeah. Here's to feeling good all the time. Oh, come on. Don't do that. Right, I can't. I can't quote Seinfeld now. I don't know. I can't. I, I can't do movie titles or song, no, song, song titles. titles. You can well, do movie titles. I can. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. And I okay. can. I can quote Seinfeld. Okay. And that's one of the best. Seinfeld no, that's a, quotes, that's by an the incredible way. quote. Of course, you can do that yeah. always. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking <laughs> Kramer. The imagery that. along with it is amazing. <laughs> the glasses that he's wearing. This like smoking a cigarette, those drinking like a beer. Rectangle <laughs> glasses, yeah. thin rectangle yeah. glasses too. It's incredible. Yeah, you should you should watch that episode if you haven't. There's like eleven incredible Seinfeld's episodes or something yeah. like that that are just a wonderful experience. Yeah. I do like feeling good all the time. You know. <sighs> yeah, me too. So maybe the the right life philosophy is that of Kramer. You know, Kramer is so I um actually I got into watching behind the scenes videos for Seinfeld episodes oh, yeah? during the pandemic at one point. So I watched a lot of them. And at one point I saw Michael Richards talking about Kramer and how he figured out who Kramer really was at one point. And like the first season or so, he didn't really have it. And then at some point he's like, oh, it isn't that Kramer's dumber than everyone else. It's that Kramer thinks he's smarter than everyone else. That's how you play Kramer. Kramer's, Kramer's got it going. Kramer believes he understands things that no one else understands, not just that he's dumb, right? And so that's when the character, like, really, he really took off, basically. Yeah. That's, like, everything we see about him. You know, if you watch it with that in mind, it's, it's even funnier, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that, too. Speaking of that, 
I'm going to just yeah, transition off my transition. Um, so I've, I've been doing a slow watch of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it's on UK Netflix. <laughs> and you just love VPN and that stuff. Yeah, I do. Um, so I watched that before. I, so, so I made it through the end. It, they have seven, seven seasons of it on uh, Netflix. And I started it like in mid-season four or something like that because I had seen you know, the first two seasons long ago. And you didn't um, want to see season three. I mean, I just started, I like started watching episodes. I'm like, eh, this isn't really doing it for me. I jumped ahead until I finally found one I liked. And then I just watched them all after that. So I made it to the end of season seven and then it wrapped around and started doing the pilot again. So I've been watching just the first like four or five episodes of season one. Here's the interesting thing. And I think this is interesting for a lot of sitcoms, especially the characters are completely different. Huh. Like, they have different voices, some of them. They have really different personalities. Like, they, the writers have not figured out at all who these characters are or, or how they're going to succeed with these characters. I mean, they think they know, but a lot of the stuff, especially the first few episodes, does not in any way track to who the characters end up being or are just, like, small little pieces of who they end up being. But, like, one of them, Rosa, in the first season, has literally a completely different voice than, he has, than she has in the last five seasons that I watched. Like, she talks like this the entire time, basically the entire five seasons. She talks sort of like this in the first season. And I don't think anything happens to her. I think they just change it. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Weird stuff happens. I mean, it's not every sitcom, obviously. Like, it's always sunny. Those characters are the same from the jump. That's true, actually. Those, they knew who they were right away and they just stayed the same. That's a good point. But I would say, like, the vast majority of shows, they don't really know what they have. Yeah, and maybe part of it is they don't know how the actors are going to, like, they start writing for the actors at some point in their strengths. Maybe. I didn't watch much of this show because I didn't like it, but my mom watched it sometimes when I was in high school, so I would see snippets of it. Do you think that's true of, like, Friends, the biggest sitcom of all time? I never watched Friends. Okay. I cannot speak to it. Um, I don't know. I'm surprised you didn't watch Friends. You were, like, the right age. I think I was just a little old for it. Actually. I see. I was, like, in my 20s, I think. Early 20s, That's maybe? exactly what the age is, right? They're, like, in their 20s in New York. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a show for kids. Come on. It's not a show for kids. Friends? Isn't, isn't it's for, like, 12-year-olds. Do you mean this? I, I almost I, have Grant believing this. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's no. a, there's, like, sex and stuff in the yeah. show, right? Yeah, 12-year-olds yeah. love sex. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they do. Sex and drugs. All right, right? you convinced me. Yeah. Um, no, I just it just never appealed to me, so I never really watched. It. I've seen you know a few like I've probably seen four Friends episodes in my life. You well, know? Can you think of other sitcoms that that suffer from the same affliction that you describe oh, here? Not to this degree. This is like shocking to me. Um, usually, it's just one character changes somewhat or something like that, um, or they highlight something. Or often, actually, something that happened in The West Wing actually was uh, Rob Lowe. Was supposed it was supposed to be an ensemble cast, but Rob Lowe was supposed to be like the the main person. Oh, I see, and. Uh, they decided pretty quick, and Martin Sheen was just supposed to be in it a little bit, and they decided really quickly after they started filming that, oh, Martin Sheen should be the, really the star yeah. of the show. And basically, so what happened was, Martin Sheen and Rob Lowe were the two names, right? So they paid them, I think at the time it was like $70,000 an episode. Everyone else was getting twenty k an episode. After the first season, they're like, all right, Martin Sheen, you're the star. $300,000 an episode for you. Everyone else in the ensemble got bumped up to 70K, and Rob Lowe stayed at 70K. That must have hurt a little bit. Rob Lowe left after season four, and I don't think it's a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. um, I think he was really hurt by that. Yeah. But he was great. I mean, he was great in the show, but yeah. Speaking of Rob Lowe, uh, let's, let's name some popular recent sitcoms and see if you can come up with examples of characters that change. Oh, okay, let's try. Parks and Recreation. Okay. Um, I actually would argue Leslie Nope changes fairly dramatically. Just getting a little bit less annoying. Uh, less annoying, less stupid. She's kind of dumb in the first yeah. few seasons. And by the end, she's very competent and not so dumb. 
Like she's always competent, but yeah. she's like great and not so dumb at the end. And it's a different kind of humor, I would say. Okay, but that's like a dimensional change, not a huge change. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's the main character. So would you argue the same thing with Michael in the office? A hundred percent. Michael is a bully in season yeah. one because they're really they're really copying se- the first season of yeah. the British office and they actually soften him dramatically and make him someone for you can root for and root with. Um, and that was very de- deliberate. I think The Office is a is a good example of of a show changing a lot. I mean, just because he changes so much, but that changes the whole tone. But they kind of keep his like cringeworthy nature. There's a cr- but now we but now we but now we feel bad for him instead of feeling bad for the other people. Mm, which yeah. is and on the British Office, you've always you you hate Rick, Ricky Gervais and you feel bad for the people who are in the room with him. With Michael, you feel you feel embarrassed for That's him. That's probably molding the show to the actor, right? Um, and I think also the audience, yeah. uh, the U.S. audience is maybe looking for something. Well, yeah, but Ricky Gervais too. is just kind of like not yes. likable, and Steve Carell is a very likable yeah, person. I think that's yeah. probably right. Yeah, I think that's true. All right, Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Wow, we're really doing this. Um, let's see. Thirty Rock may be tougher. I don't know if things changed much in Thirty Rock at all. Like all I know is, um, I can't remember the name. So the character that played the producer, the bald guy with the ring yeah, of hair, yeah, yeah. that guy? Sure. He was supposed to be a much bigger part of the show, I know that, but he just like didn't test that well. well. I mean, also, first season, um, the woman, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name now. Rachel Dratch? Thank you. Rachel Dratch was supposed to be the role of Jenna. Yeah. And then the, the network was like, we need someone better looking, sorry. Um, and so, because Tino Fey and Rachel Dratch came up together right. from Second City in Chicago and were like good friends and did all these shows together um, all the way. And so then Rachel Dratch was sort of demoted to like, the idea was every episode she would play like a different guest star. She played Barbara Walters. She'd play like the Cat Wrangler. And then they're like, yeah, this isn't working. And they just effectively fired her like very, she was in like eight episodes total. And that show went on for like six or seven seasons. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I imagine that hurt their friendship. Right. But that didn't really come across to the audience in the show. And no. neither did the thing with no. Pete, that's the guy's name. That's right. The bald no, guy. I agree. It was like it was no. not it was not clear that he was supposed to be more main than he was. I mean, something that happened in Parks and Rec is the guy who's the gym character in the first two seasons. Oh yeah, he just leaves. He just leaves because the chemistry isn't right and that they don't really know what the show is yet and they're trying to make him be the guy, be like our person who's like looking with us and you know the stand-in for us, but yeah. then that isn't what the show is. It's not The Office, right? And they figure that out, and they just like he's not doing anything by the end, and it's weird. And they right. just I think get rid he of actually it. left, right? Because he was upset no, no, no. They, was going. they let go. Oh, okay, yeah, and they brought in Rob Lowe and Adam. Uh, what's his face? Scott, yeah. and that did work better. Yeah, for sure. So that's that. I mean, you see that a lot. I think as it comes with like one actor may get demoted tremendously or just kicked off the show effectively mm-hmm. because it's. Either not working or, you know, the audience isn't liking it. Or they just want to go in a new direction and liven things up. I mean, Breaking Bad, Jesse was supposed to die in episode nine. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that. So that was a big change. But we, as the audience, we, we don't Spoilers, experience that, though. though. <laughs> Jesse does not die by episode nine in Breaking not, Bad. But episode 10 is a free-for-all. You, you <laughs> From there on. You don't know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I imagine by oh. the time they were doing Better Call Saul, they had it all figured out, and they don't really change anything in that case. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I thought of another example in Game of Thrones. In the first, you know, several seasons, anyone could die. It seemed from the audience point of view, and then very clearly by season, you know, five or six, no one could die. Yeah, but like that's, they were completely protected. That's it a little cha- different. Changed the tone of the show. Yeah. It is different. It is different, of course. Than you what just I was Then the Brooklyn. I am. I'm still upset. That could have been the greatest show ever. Uh, but yeah, Brooklyn, but the Brooklyn Nine Nine thing is the most extreme example of it. I think that I'm aware of. 
where of a show that's been successful, you know, and like it's one thing if you know you last two seasons or something like that. By the way, the Kevin can wait did this. Kevin, oh, they changed the wife. Yeah, they just brought in his wife from King of Queens. That's right. They yeah. like had the other wife die unceremoniously off screen mid uh, at the end of the se- season one without anyone like in the off season and just the it's like a year later and everyone's over it and they just move on with the new wife trying to like save the show. I Didn't guess. work though, right? They still only got two seasons out that's of that right. show. But that, again, that must be really tough to be, like, cast in that role as the wife and then get fired after a year. That just sucks. We're like, uh, we know what the CBS audience really wants. They just want to yeah. run, run back King, King yeah. of Queens. Let's not pretend they, we're doing anything I guess different. they didn't, but they tried. I yeah. mean, they, they were, I guess, a little desperate, and they did what they did. Um, the only other thing I can really think of is, you know, It's Always Sunny. While the characters didn't change at all, they had no interest in bringing in Dane DeVito. They did not want Dane DeVito. Right, he has to be on the show. No. That is not true either. He did not know anything about the show. Really? Fox forced, FX forced them to put Danny DeVito on the huh. show. Um, Turned out to be a good choice. It was a great choice. But they said, the FX said, hey, we, we want to give you some extra money and you can like, get, get an actor. We think you should be Danny DeVito. And they said, yeah, we're absolutely, we don't want the money. We're not going to, we don't want an extra person. We want to do our thing. And they said, oh, cool. You won't have a show anymore then. Like it's, it's Danny DeVito or nothing. And they said, oh, well, we'd love to meet Danny DeVito then. Yeah. And they, Danny DeVito came in for three days and shot the entire season, all his scenes in three really? days. Yep, the first time. And just like was in and out, and they didn't know if it was going to work at all. And here it we was, are. It worked great. They're still, they're still doing it yeah. like 16 years later. It's now Danny DeVito's like most known role. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Amazingly. Yeah. Well, maybe that and Louis from Taxi. Those are probably okay. close because it's before your time. Yeah. But that was his very famous role before. But still. Anyway. Anyway, that was important. Yeah, no, was, I think it's good we did that. Yeah. <laughs> Real good. So, Doug Polk is the sheriff, and Jungle Man is the deputy. Yeah. Why is there a power dynamic before the game even starts? Like, Doug Polk is Jungle Man's boss in this dynamic? Sure seems. Now, they're dressed in such a way that it seems clear they're from different um, municipalities. Right. So, maybe the sheriff in, in, in uh, Jungle Man's municipality died thus promoting Jungle Man, but he likes to keep the moniker of That's not deputy. how that works at all. I don't know why do it you, wasn't... How do you know how it works? Oh, no deputy in the world is, is like, I'm a sheriff, but call me deputy. No one in the world has ever said that. Ever. Even ever. in a role play situation. Even in an Okay, so explain situation. what's going on here then. What's going on is that Doug Polk isn't really a sheriff. <laughs> oh, he's like a... He's a fake sheriff. Yeah. But Dan is really a deputy. Right. So... He's been deputized. Yeah, so it's it, that's I I don't understand why it should have been Deputy Dan and Policeman Polk because then there's they're on the same level, but this is not the same level. I agree, it's a mistake. But really, what's going on? It's an it's an excuse for them to wear outlandish costumes. And as we know, Jungle Man loves to wear costumes now when he's uh, on TV or streaming yeah. and plays poker. He did Randy Macho Man Savage. He did uh, one of the video game characters. I don't remember the Yu Gi Oh or I don't know what it is. it's not Yu Gi Oh, but that's a game or something. But he did you know some like crazy anime character as well. At, I think the World Series. Well, I'm glad he's doing this type of stuff because yeah. It shows that he has a little bit of humor and light in his heart. He always gives off the vibe of just like darkness yeah. at the table. So maybe he's not so dark after all. It's just kind of a facial expression. He's working thing. on the brand, man. Yeah. Smart. The jungle brand. The jungle brand. Do you want to take one minute and talk about the Doug Polk thing since it's Doug Polk and it's probably relevant? I guess. Let's, I mean, let's like, not spend a lot of time. Who cares, really? That's I, not... I don't care. I think it's not a big deal, but I know a lot of some people do think it's a big deal, so let's at least address it. All right, so we have not done extensive research nope. on this. We don't know anything what we're talking about. Well, I mean, we well, know a little bit what we're talking about, but um, essentially Doug Polk was uh, sponsored in some capacity by a crypto 
platform of some like type. A, I think it is a lending pat- platform. I, maybe even exchange Coinflex. I think yeah. is what it was called. Coinflex, which uh, became insolvent and was not paying out their people. And a lot of the poker community who invested in it uh, is blaming Doug. Right, because he encouraged them to do it. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's fair for them to be upset with him. And on one level, because he was this, you know, that was his sponsor. On another level, this is happening in a lot of crypto and like, I don't know. If Doug is just the, you the you, mouthpiece. You, like, l- let like, me caution you, Jonathan. Without yeah. you knowing a lot about the yeah. situation, you probably shouldn't form a strong opinion. Okay, it, that's fair. Especially publicly. That's fair. Like, this, that's all we know. You're all right. All we know is You're that right. he was right. sponsored in some capacity by this, okay. by this group, and the I, group is no longer paying out its customers. You're right. I don't know enough. And to, people, and I don't people know are to, blaming Doug. I don't know enough to say any more than that. Yeah. You are correct. I'm, I'm making assumptions, and I shouldn't do that. That's yeah. fair. Um, so we don't know what level of fault he has or, or anything like that. Like, but that's, that's what's going on in his life. I wonder, I'm not sure if he cares or not, or if he just sees it as like some poker subreddit bullshit that's going on that he doesn't have to think about. I mean, Twitter also. It's definitely on Twitter. Yeah, it's on Twitter too. Him and Helmuth had a little spat about who was the more scandalous because Helmuth does the Bitcoin Latinum and Doug does the CoinFlex and they were calling each other scam artists basically. Right. Just weird. It's, that, a, that it's dangerous weird. waters to wade into if you're sponsored by anybody, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, because it's you you're then beholden to like whatever that company does, whether or not you have anything to do with it, by by the public at least. I will say, so for us, like we get op- opportunities to to get sponsors somewhat regularly, yeah. right? People um reach out to us yeah. um in different ways. And we often turn those things down. Um sometimes because we think it's just not right. Sometimes because they're not offering us enough money, honestly. Yeah. Um, sometimes because I don't trust, like we, we've had multiple times where like, we don't want to do this sponsorship because we don't know that this is a safe place for our customers yeah. to, or our listeners, I should say, they're not our customers, but our, our listeners to go and, you know, potentially interact with commerce, you know, right. they, they could lose money. This, these guys, this could be a scam to some degree and I don't feel good telling them this. You yeah. Know? So, so, so we do have some level of filter with that, but Doug may, may as well. For all we know, right? Right. I mean, and to be fair to Doug, I, I don't know what his level of involvement was. I'm going to stipulate with that. But if it was 2006 and you were like running a financial analyst blog and Bear Stearns approached you saying like, we want to sponsor you and could you promote us a little bit? You wouldn't feel weird about doing that, right? right? Of course not. But then if it was 2009, you'd be like, oops, shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that yeah. with Bear Stearns. Yeah. They fucked everybody, you know, like, it, so, you know, it's tough. It's tough to know how to... I thought you didn't want to get into this. Now, you, now you're sort of, sort of having a little bit of an opinion about it. I'm just saying, be careful. I'm, I'm just... This is all hypothetical, yeah. obviously. It, it seems like the most likely thing that's happening is Doug's getting blamed for something that is not necessarily his fault, although I can't say that with, with clarity. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, that's what okay. it seems like is happening. Okay. So I, I, let's not spend a lot of time on it, because yeah. like you said, we don't know enough about it, and it's hard to know enough about it to be able to speak really responsibly about right. it. Right. But that's happening sort of in the background. Um, I personally am not viewing Doug the way I might view, like, you know, the current cheaters of poker or anything like, like that. Yeah, I think like some people Ollie are. and Jake and yeah. Bryn, yeah. Yeah, no. I think like, Bryn is a great example, especially. Like, um, I think some people probably are viewing him that way. So there's a spectrum there. You know, do your own research if you're yeah. interested to, like, know more about it. Otherwise, these guys are playing the hand of poker. Yeah. I just want to say, like, without knowing anything more, something that I find a little bit less savory than Doug, which is not, this is not currently a scandal at all, but uh, yeah. like, Alec Torelli is promoting a thing that's like uh, a class of poker for seniors class, which it's is embarrassing. like a wellness plus poker class for seniors. Super weird. And it just something about that just feels wrong. I don't know. 
It's possible there's nothing bad about yeah. it at all, but boy, it gives off really scummy vibes. Yeah. Like I read the like the flyer or whatever he put out on the web and I was like, what the hell is this, man? But maybe there's something fine with it. But yeah. also Alex Rally's background is not spotless. No. So you put that all together and it feels weird. It, it does. feels weird. But maybe there's something to it. I, I don't know. Maybe poker for seniors or elders is a thing that a little bit where you like there's a different way you would train them. I, I can't even really find a way to defend that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems bad. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. The sheriff and the deputy are going to play against each other. Okay. Doug Polk's the sheriff and Jungleman's the deputy. I don't, I don't know, know what happens in this. I don't I'm know excited. why Jungleman would agree to that. Why would you agree to be the deputy and let, let Doug be the sheriff? Maybe you think you're the favorite, so you don't care. Maybe. Maybe. maybe also, he may not have had, had anything to do with the name. He's just yeah. wearing his thing, and then they wrote the names. You know? Maybe they, they brought up the costumes, which are very different costumes, mm. and they put them in front of each other. And like somebody besides them knows which costume is assigned to which like, type of person, like sheriff and deputy, right? And they, and they get to like, pick the costume between them, but they don't know what the costume represents. Or, you know, they just got someone, some production person picked up two costumes and they were like, get one for Doug, he's bigger, get one for Jungle when he's a little shorter. And they didn't even think about it. They just grabbed him like, here you go, guys. And they put him on and they're like, oh. And then the producers are like, hey, let's give them funny names. And, and they do it and they don't even talk. These guys have no idea that's even happening. Like, that's very possible, too. You know, we like, we can, we've done that before in poker time, even. You know? I mean, we always ask people what they want their name. Not always. If you remember back in the day, there are times when you even change someone's name throughout the that's true. session, you know? And that was fun. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not impossible. All also, right. So who cares? Heads up. Okay. $200, $400 are the blinds. Okay. Two elite heads up, no limit hold'em players dueling it out. This was suggested by Tight Squeeze. Okay, cool. On Discord. Tight squeeze. Tight squeeze on Discord. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah, that was really good. You should join our Discord. There's a link in the description of this podcast. That's where we have a lot of fun, including suggesting hands. That's not the fun part, honestly, but it's a good place to suggest hands. There's poker talk. There's shooting the shit. There's sports talk. There's, of course, threads for each hand that we do where you can talk about the hands in more depth. It's a lot of fun. Yep. We'll see, we'll see you there. Um, we're going to get... Solver work done by Wesley Cannon, one of our three solvers now. Whoa. We got three solvers. Tres solveres. Hey, you know what? We're always looking to expand the solvers table. So yeah. um, our newest solver who goes by Hyphenator on Discord, and that's what publicly Hyphenator will be known as as well, uh, just came and said, I wanted to be a solver. And we gave Hyphenator a, a test. Hyphenator passed, and now they're a solver. So if you want to be a solver... Come, yeah. come find us on Discord or Twitter and let us know, and we will give you a test, and you could be part of the solver's table. And if you want to have a sense of what the solvers are doing so you can get a sense of, like, how, how in-depth is this? Yeah. You, know, you can just go on our Discord and look at any of the hands because the solvers always post all their work in the hands. So you can actually see what they're doing and see if that's the kind of thing you'd be interested in or not. And if not, fair enough. But if you like that, if you want to do the work, it'll make you a better poker player, um, you can do it. It will. You also get a special distinction on Discord. You get the role of solver. You'll be one of four... It's pretty cool. Your name comes up in green instead of white. It's pretty... I mean, wow. You're Think about that. That's pretty cool. You realize when you get to the gates of heaven, after you have perished, yeah. they're going to be like, wait a second, this guy was a solver? On this- Come on through. <laughs> <laughs> he did kill a bunch of people, but I mean, his name was in green in Discord. Yeah. You got... There's, that's just an automatic, you know. It's, I mean, you know, people care about this type of thing. Solver immunity, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Solver immunity. That's good. Basically, Wesley can do anything he wants to anyone now. And he has. Yeah. The amount of parking tickets that guy piles up in New York City, oh, yeah. doesn't matter. He just throws them in the garbage. He cause... puts a green solver sticker on each of them. <laughs> and each cop who, who yep. issues a ticket gets fired. That's, that's the power of the solver. Mm. Um, yeah, so we haven't seen Wesley's solver work. We're going to take a look after we do our analysis, come back and see what he had to report. 
All right. So Doug Polk is the effective stack between these two with 77,000. He's in the big blind. So he's got about 200 bigs. Okay. Jungle Man's on the button slash small blind. He has 111,000 in his stack. That's irrelevant because we're heads up. It's Polk stack that matters, 77,000. Okay. Um, Jungle Man has Jack 8 of Diamonds. He's going to make it 1K on the button. I think we're okay with this. Yeah. Doug Polk has two tens in the big blind. Hello. Ten of hearts, ten of clubs. Love it. Obviously, he knows better how to size and heads up no limit hold and cash than you, but how would you size it? Um, I would probably go... 4,000. He goes 3.8K. Okay, I was going to say 35 and went to four. So uh, good job, Doug. Or good job, me, I should say, really. Yeah. 10 hearts, 10 of clubs. All right. As Jungle Man... Your normal action here would usually be to call, right? You have yeah. Jack 8 suited, you have position. I think so. You're deep, it feels good. Yep. Instead, Jungle Man 4 bets. Interesting. To this a, hand. To 11.5K. Huh. So, what do you think could make Jungle Man decide to put this in the 4 betting range, other than it's just that time of the match where like, it feels prime for a spot? I mean, you would think it must partially be about frequency that Doug is 3 betting a fair amount from uh, the big blind. Okay. Uh, and maybe Jungle is, because they're heads up specifically, he thinks certain hands that would normally be good three betting hands, or four betting hands, I should say, are kind of good calling hands when you're heads up in position. Like ace-king? No, no, no. That's an easy four bet, I think. Um, but no, like a bunch of other aces. Like hands that might be bluffs, that we might four bet as a bluff, like ace-five, ah. we can just call with because yeah. we're in position and we're deep and we have an ace, and that's perfectly fine now. You know, like So then you have to expand what your bluffing range is going to be because like... The, we, the ace wheel hands aren't going to be a, a four bet that often because we can happily call with them. So you, right? you, you choose some suited gappers because they don't flop as well, but they can still flop decently if you get called? Um, that sounds pretty good. I mean, the thing is, you can still call with jack eight. So it's interesting, right? Because like, you might decide to do it with jack seven, I would think. But I guess maybe he wants to have some str- a little more straightening. Yeah, I mean, like you can co- maybe he calls with jack 10 suited, but yeah. like jack eight suited, it's like, yeah, it doesn't flop as well. So let's see if I can just win it now. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's what's going on. Maybe. Anyway, it makes it 11.5K. Is there any option besides calling for Doug with two tens here? 200 blinds deep. I think there is. I think with 10 specifically, that is a very strong hand heads up. We could put in the five bet, but are we? if we're not going with it, and well, I don't know yeah. if we are or not. I mean, if we make it 25K and Jungle Man effectively moves in for 77K. We, we should ha- call. There has to be quite a dynamic, dynamic for that to be a, a good spot for us. Um. I mean, I don't think we can make a 25K and fold with 210. I agree. So, I, so, so, either, so we just have to know either we're going with it or we're calling. You know, those are our two. Like, making 25K and folding is the absolute worst scenario. I, think. I agree. I don't yeah. think you can do that. Right. But, so I'm wondering if that's even, right. like, worth considering as an option because it might just be a really bad spot. I mean, there are, like, I think it's possible that we could, we could get it in against. We could have Juggleman crushed once in a while. By one hand, maybe. Maybe he maybe has nines. Two. But maybe I don't know if he really has nines. I don't know. I think he could. I don't know either. When we when we five bet, yeah, yeah, he's got a six bet all in with nines. Yeah, Yeesh. seems maybe maybe. So then we're really flipping mostly. Not um, not mostly flipping, like we're mostly losing. Um, I don't know if that's true. Mostly losing. I mean, just count combos. There's what jacks. Aces, kings, and queens, that's 24 combos. Yeah. Ace king alone is 16. Yeah. So there could be there could be some ace queen or some other some bluffs. He's gonna have some bluffs. He's jungle yeah. man, um, which will probably have an ace in them now. Um, which we're doing better than a flip against. 
It's possible the jungle man is not six betting pretty much ever. That's true. That's true. You know, um, it seems to make sense to call. Don't get me wrong. It would be weird to do anything but call here with two tens, right? Yeah. But heads up, you know, it gets. If there's any dynamic at all, you could really start to like lose your mind with two tens. I think pretty easily. Yeah, just against against a player who's really good. Yeah, just feels like. I'm going to put in 200 blinds with two tens and hope that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a great plan. I mean, if we had queens, we could do it, right? Yes. I feel like with queens, it's fine. You know, there's no, you can't, you can't like go home blaming yourself for that if you yeah. run into aces or kings there. If you're against this guy, if you're against a person who never has anything but aces, then of course you can. Yeah. Um, but tens is very different than queens. It is. It is. The, the range, though, that we're up against is not wildly different, really, right? Not wildly different. I mean, Jackson Queens being part of the potential ranges. Do we think Jungle Man's getting two hundred blinds in six? You know, call six betting all in with Jacks. Maybe it's maybe more it likely is. than nines. It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> yeah, way more likely than nines. That's a great point. That's fair. Yeah, I think I think five betting is is mostly terrible with this hand. Yeah, I mean, I would call. Yeah, for sure. Maybe if we were six hundred blinds deep, five betting is an interesting idea. I'm more. I'm inclined to call. Either way, really. I think shorter, I'd, I'd be more interested in going with it, not, not deeper. Well, it's not I, going with it. It's like you don't have to oh, go yeah, with it. Oh, yeah, of course it. you don't. But, so what's the point of making of raising again if we're 600 blinds deep? Well, we know that uh, like there might be more four betting in general for 600 blinds yes, deep from Jungle Man. that's true. It, it's just a pure value five bet. You know, like mm. he's going to call with a lot of hands if we don't make it crazy sized. Just it sets up a lot of awkward... Yeah. Slap situation. I'm not saying I prefer it to, yeah. to flatting 600 okay. blinds deep. I think I, pref- I prefer it to five betting at this stack depth. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Anyway, Doug calls because he's, you know. A human. Not, not a, a normal person. Not a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So he calls. Okay. The pot's 23,000. All right. Nitrogen sports is 23,000. No, it's not. Nitrogen, nitro betting is 23,000. Nitrogen sports is 23,000. Nitro betting is. Twenty-three million. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to let wrong. me finish. You let me finish. Right, that's right. Yeah, you were definitely going to keep going and talk about nitro betting. Yeah, it's not like we've been doing nitrogen sports ads for the last five years. Now we have to say a different word, and it right. was inevitable to happen. Nitro betting. It's the new thing. <laughs> it's the better thing because it's much more. It's, it's an order of magnitude more. Yeah, actually, several orders. Yeah, I it's guess. millions. Well, thousands more. Millions. It's a, thou- it's a thousand more. I meant to say twenty-three million times. Oh, that's what I meant to say. I meant to say it's a thousand times. So we, hey, a thousand this is a good this too. is a good time to bring up that even if you are signed up for Nitrogen Sports from back in the day, you need to use the link in the description to sign up for Nitro Betting now because yep. Nitrogen Sports is no longer the home of the poker guys, even though it's the same company. All of the cool events happen on Nitro Betting, and you need a different account. That is correct. Of course, all the cool events include the Poker Guys monthly tournament, which everybody loves. It's beautiful. The um, the sports betting. <laughs> yeah, casino games. Yeah, those aren't the things. special events. Those are just things they oh. do. They, there are other special what, events. What, you know, what, like, what do you mean? Like March Madness brackets that you get free uh, entry uh, if you yeah, use yeah. the link and there's actual you know payouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff special like that. Events, yeah. NFL Survivor Pool right, stuff. Right, right, right. So I'm sure there's, it's free promotions. Right, free, free, free money. Free money. They give it away. <laughs> okay. Nailed so, it. huh? Nitro betting. betting. They, oh, <laughs> jinx. They do, uh, yeah. They do good work over there. Those guys are saints. Use the link. <laughs> Use the link. Sign up. 
They've been the, a long, the longest standing poker guy sponsor by a lot. They've been the longest sponsor for any media entity <laughs> in history. I mean, I would say podcasting, they've got to have, this has got to be one of the longest any big companies had, relationship any big companies had with a podcast. It's not the be, longest, of course, it's but it's got to be the top 100. Certainly 99th percentile. Oh my God, yes. Easy. Because like a lot of the podcasts just get their ads from podcast aggregator ad right. stuff, which is not where we're getting. You have to build up your podcast enough to be able to get an actual sponsor who wants to, uh, is big enough to like stick around for a long time. And then they have to succeed enough and want to stick around for years and years and years that almost never happens right and like most of like if you listen to like npr podcasts or joe rogan or anything like that which has huge audiences they're getting their shit just like random sponsors through a, yeah. a, a third-party source so it was casper mattresses everybody had casper mattresses five years ago but they're right. not still doing casper mattresses but we're still know? doing nitrogen nitro bedding nitro, nitro bedding. fucking bedding is what they should call themselves <laughs> <laughs> They they can take that for free. They can have that for okay. free. Okay, that's good. Yeah, you'll see it on the site by the, by the end of the week. It's going to say nitro fucking betting on the site. Yeah. it's going to be great. And by the end of the week, by the way, we mean um, from when this podcast comes out. Yes, of course. Not this week as no. we're recording. No, we're not going to send them the special preview this time, right? Because that would be confusing to the listeners. It could be confusing to the listeners, except that it wouldn't have been <laughs> if you didn't mention it. <laughs> If it said nitro fucking betting, like and it had been that way for days, and then they listened. This, to this is only, but this is week. only for you. You're in my benefit that you're saying this. No, I'm not. Listen better. I'm saying the listeners go. <laughs> it says nitro fucking betting. Yeah, it's been weeks of that nitro fucking betting, and then they listen to a podcast where you say nitro fucking betting. By the end of the week, it'll be up there, and they'll have it, and they're like, "It's been up for three weeks already." Well, because because we gave it to them. My statement would have been technically true. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So maybe shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe I'm the sheriff. All right, let's let's talk poke. Let's let's yeah. All right. So so poke calls with the tens. There's twenty three thousand right dollars in the pot. It's not a tournament, it's real dollars. Uh, poke with tens, jungle man with jack eight of diamonds. The flop is king of clubs, queen of clubs, nine of hearts. So gut shots yeah. for both. Doug has the better hand with pair of tens. Okay. He checks. It's a pretty auto bet for, for Jungle Man in this spot, I right? think we have to bet. How do you size it? King, queen, nine, two clubs. I don't think we have to bet that big. Doug has a lot of auto calls and a lot of pretty easy folds, so I think we should bet small. Like, if Doug has a gutter, he's probably calling. If he's got a pair, he's calling. If he's got a pair under the nine, he may fold. Yeah. Um, if he's got, like, um, suited aces that miss, he's probably going to fold. But, like, not ace-ten, of course, but, like, ace-seven of clubs or something. Um, not of clubs. Okay, not of clubs. There's two clubs on there? Yeah. Fine. A7 of not clubs. Yeah. Um, he's probably folding. But I don't think we need to bet big. But I think we'll fold at that part of the range almost no matter how much we bet. So if there's 38,000? 23. 23,000. Close enough. I bet 38. Um, I don't think we need to bet much. I think we could bet like 8,000, 7,000, something like that. Wow, he bet 7,000. Really? Yeah. I'm nailing these numbers so far. I'm yeah. feeling great about this. You are jungle man. You should have asked me how much he was going to four bet to. Did, it, did you? Uh, no. Oh. I maybe I would have gotten that right. You might have, but I don't we'll know. never know. We'll never know. How much should he have four bet to? Uh eleven five. Yeah, that's right. Uh all right. As Doug. Yeah. Anything to do but call here with two tens? King Queen nine? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it'd be weird. We can't fold. And it'd be really weird to race. Yeah. Right. Super weird. It feels like an obvious call. Yep. We block the nuts, that's cool. Um, but whatever. Whatever. Whatever, man. Just live. You call and you hope it's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out on the turn in the river. And, you know, we're going to have to fold a lot, which sucks. But, you know, he's not always going to fire. Right. That's what Doug does. He calls. Yep. 
Pot's 37,000. Okay. The turn is the Queen of Diamonds. Hmm. King, Queen, Queen, Nine, Two Clubs. Yep. This is where, in a lot of classic scenarios, yes. you would advocate for Doug to lead. I don't know on this board in this spot, I would. Heads up, um, uh, Jungle Man absolutely can have a queen. Yeah, he can. He's got lots of queens, I think. Um, we have queens, too. I don't know what, what equity we're really denying except an ace coming off. I don't know that this is a great time to lead. I, we actually don't really want to inflate the pot either. We'd really be happy with a check, check. Yep. Um, and we have enough of a hand that, like, we're not folding out a better hand. He's not folding a king if we lead. So we're only protecting against the three outs of an ace coming as far as we're concerned, right? Yeah. And I, I guess our two outs of a 10 coming and making a strip, but how can we know that? Like, whatever. Like, I think it's a pretty clear check. I agree. Also, this theory of leading on the middle or bottom card pairing as the non-aggressor out of the blind, it doesn't really hold up as well in this scenario where Jungleman can clearly have all of the queens that he would play pre-flop this way, and he would, he would bet on the flop, yeah. you would expect, so... Yeah, this stuff only, this mostly works when the ranges um, fit with those kinds of boards, right? So, like, there's an open and the big blind calls, and they call a flop bet, and the middle card pairs and the big blind leads. That makes sense because they have a lot of that a lot of the time, right? Um, but, like, we're in a four bet pot here. Like, the ranges are really different. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, they can both have, they both have a similar amount of queens, I would say. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really clear. Do you think it's different if check. the nine pairs? I think betting leading doesn't do a whole lot for Doug either way. I don't know what it accomplishes for him. So I don't know why we would do it. Again, we deny equity to an ace. That's not enough. Right. The other option is like we're trying to to bluff a king or a queen if the nine paired and say we have a nine, but like it's jungle man. He's not going to fold a king. Or a queen. He's calling the turn. Maybe he folds a queen by the river, but but is that what we're doing with two tens now? Yeah. We're just turning it into this crazy huge bluff. It seems dumb. Of, Of course, which is why he checks. Yeah. As Jungle Man, you can't really bet this card, can you? While we can have three queens, Doug can absolutely have three queens too. Doug is always calling a king yep. either way. Um, it doesn't feel like we're going to be super successful betting this card. I mean, we could potentially fold out ace-10 or ace-jack. That's the advantage of betting. That's true. That's true. Um the the best reason to bet this card is because we have jack high. <laughs> yes, you know, and it's like it'd be, and we and we do have a little bit of equity, right? right. Um, that's it. That's the only really good reason to bet this card. Do you think we would fold out Doug if we bet this card I with, with two tens? So if there's thirty seven k in the pot, if Jungle bets, what size do you think you would use? Twenty k, twenty five. There's thirty seven. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's twenty to twenty five. Yeah. Um, it. It, I think it might fold out, Doug. I think it probably would because, well, it's polarizing, though, right? Like, we don't have a king in our betting here. We only have, like, ace-queen. Yep. And I guess, no, we're, not, we're probably not betting quad-queens on the turn very often. Maybe, mm. maybe Jungle Man is, actually. I think you probably bet okay, quad-queens. Okay. okay, fine. One combo of quad-queens and ace-queen. And you don't think we're betting kings full? I think we're betting kings oh, full. Oh, kings full, sure, and nines full. Yeah. Of course we can bet those. You're right. Yeah. Um, and I guess we can have king-queen also. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, it's, it's. I guess we can have queen nine too. By the way, okay. When, so we so we have a bunch of full houses. Okay, yeah. well we can bet. That's true. Um, but I don't think we're ever betting like king jack here or even ace king. Ace king feels like way too thin. No, I don't think so. Again, what are we hoping to accomplish? Like Doug might fold two tens. Like that's exactly he will call with his weaker kings, but he did three bet and call a four bet preflop. So there's not that many of them. Maybe yeah. he has king ten. He could have king king and king jack and call, which would be actually a kind of a cool thing. Yeah. To get value out of. 
uh, and charge the gut shots. But you can get value time. from those on the river if he checks again anyway. Yeah. Now, there could be a scare card that ruins that. So or, that or it costs you the pot. Yeah. But yeah, still. It feels like... Because we have Jack... Maybe we should bet. You know, it's a polarizing spot, but we do have a... We know we can have all these things. If we have Jack 8, we can have all these full houses. Um, maybe we can be thin enough heads up against Doug that we can bet Ace-King. Maybe? I'm just concerned that it doesn't matter because, like, Doug's going to call with all of his kings and all of his queens anyway. Yes, he is. And he has a lot of those. He's definitely calling with all so of them. So I think that probably outweighs everything else. What are we trying to fold out, right? We're not, we wouldn't assume Doug has jacks because we have a jack in our hand. Yeah. So he doesn't have very many of those. I guess Doug could have tens. He could have ace nine. He could have, I guess, ten nine suited or something like that, um, which would be nice to fold some of that up. But we could try and fold that out on the river, too, if Doug checks again. Yeah. We can then rep ace king if Doug checks again, right? Yeah. So we don't have to put ourselves in jeopardy. Yeah, I think checking is the right play. That's what Jungle Man does. I don't know. I'm not sure the right, but it seems very reasonable to check. He does that. Yeah. Here's the river. Guess okay. what? Guess what the river is. Um, I'm gonna guess the river is a ten. It is because that's the most obvious fun card. It's a ten, not a club. Ten of diamonds. Yep. So Jungle Man makes a straight. Doug makes a full house. Yep. It's a it's a one liner straight, so it's like you know not as amazing. Yep. As ace J- you are losing Ace Jack, which absolutely can be there. Yes, for sure. Um, all right, as Doug. How are you going to play this? I think we have to bet. Because we're worried about a check back from a king? Kings are checking back. A queen might check back. Queens, uh, maybe ace queen is going to bet, but all the other queens are probably checking back. Ace queen is going to bet to get called by a king. Worst queens. Although what worst queens Yeah, what worst queens? Queen, yeah, it's going to be like queen Queen 10. It's got to be queen 10 specifically. Queen 10, yeah. No, that's a full house. Oh, yeah. Not quite. So, so, ooh, so ace queen maybe can't bet? Yeah. Jeez. That's tough. Like, how much are we betting if we expect to get called by a king sometimes? What are we, like, and what king? It has to be specifically, it can't be king jack. That's a straight. He doesn't have king seven. King ten, king nine suited. There's not the much. King nine is a full, is not a full. No, it's not. not. There's not much there. Yeah. I don't know if ace queen can bet. Yeah, maybe not. Wow. Okay. So if ace queen can't bet, this is just another reason why, as Doug, we just have to bet, right? We just we cannot let these hands get away with checking. Yeah. And by the way, if he has a jack, it might be hard to get two streets of value against a jack, like because ace jack is there and full houses are there anyway. Like if we put in the raise, like if we check raise, yeah. let's say he has the hand he has, and when Doug puts in a check raise, jungle is very capable of folding this hand. Yeah. In fact, I think I expect him to fold this hand. Yeah. Um. So that's just another reason. Like, we're only going to get one street here anyway. We should pick the size and make sure we don't let ace-queen check back and ace-king even check back here. So bet, like, pot? Maybe even a little more, yeah. Yeah. Doug checks. Wow! Really? Yeah. Okay, so now uh, we know he's going to get some value because Jungleman does have the straight. He has to bet the straight. Of course he does. Um, How much value can he get? I would think Jungleman's not going to bet too much, though, because he's going to try and get value out of a king. And obviously, trip queens. Well, trip queens could definitely be there as played. Yep. Doug, Doug would probably check trip queens on the river. I think he would. So, I don't know. A, a king and trip queens are basically the same thing, except for distribution. I mean, trip queens blocks full houses better. That's yeah. nice, I guess. Trip queens can turn their hand into a bluff sometimes, I guess, which we're opening ourselves up to. Yeah. But mostly, they're not going to do that. They're probably, it's probably just too good. Maybe that's why Jungle Man chooses somewhat big sizing. 
so that he mm. knows if it, if he gets raised that it's like, oh, that's probably less likely to be Trip Queens turning into a bluff. Also, maybe Jungle Man chooses bigger sizing, and I don't know what it is, but I guess, is he going like two-thirds or something? Yeah. Um, because that way it polarizes him more. Like, he wants to be polarized here, right? He wants to be like, I have Ace-5 suited, yeah. or I have a straight or better, you know? Like, so you figure it out instead of, I'm trying to get value out of a king because I bet small, and that's what it looks like. You know, obviously you can bet polarized small, but mostly when you bet big, you're polarized, you know? And so that makes sense. He is polarized. He is strong. So he bets 28 and a half. Okay. Um, Here comes the really interesting decision. So let's talk about the bluffs that Jungle Man can have. Okay. Because there's nothing obvious, but I think you kind of nailed it with the ace-five suiteds. It's like the ace-five suiteds that don't contain a club, and especially those that don't contain a, a club or a heart are the best ones because those are the front and back door flush draws. Those are, those are fine. Um, I think also stuff like 10-9 is a pretty good bluff right here. Um, we, yeah. We block jack-10. We block jack-9 suited. We also block full houses. Yeah. Um, that seems pretty good. Um, King-9? To mm-hmm. could, could be a bluff because yep. it blocks the full houses and you could fold them out of off of a better king sometimes. Yep. If Doug would ever play his king like this, I guess. Hard to say. He might play a king just like this, though. I think Ace King, though. Oh, Ace King. Yeah. Oh. He might put He might be a, putting the five yeah. with Ace King at least a chunk of the time, right. I would think. Heads up. Yeah, yeah. I think probably. Um Yeah. So so but I think going polarized is probably a good idea. Like if we're losing, we're losing anyway. Um, we, we, we don't expect ever to fold out a better hand. We're just trying to get called by worse hands here. So we want to give them a reason to call. And I think bigger probably gives them a little more of a reason to call, right? Yeah. Like, Trip Queens just has to call, doesn't it? If, if, if Doug has Trip Queens somehow, which he can. He can have Ace It Queens. seems likely that they're going to call. I don't see how they can fold. Yeah. We're heads seems... up. Like, they just have to call. All right. So here's the fun question. Yes. That you were alluding to. D- Jungle bets 28,500. Into Doug's 37? Got into 37, and Doug started the river with 59K. So he's basically min-click shoving if he shoves, if he raises. Yeah. So should he be doing that, or should he be calling? I think Doug is supposed to shove. Because it went check-check on the turn, so Jungleman has fewer full houses? That is the biggest reason. The second biggest reason is that Doug is relatively short compared to the bet size. Like, it's almost a click back so you're not like like it's one thing to raise and open yourself up to like getting mauled or you you two and a half exit and then i guess you're just going to fall to a a re-raise anyway um but like jungle might talk if jungle has ace jack he may just feel like he has to call you know yeah i guess he might i mean or if yeah is jungle ever going to like call because he has a blocker also like if he has ace queen and he did go for value here. I don't know if, it's, if he could do that, but let's say he did for a second. Okay. Although we made a pretty good case that he's going to check back. Yeah. Clean. But let's pretend he's jungle. He's like, I go for super thin value. I'm the goddamn man, right? right. He bets, um, gets raised by the all. And he's like, I mean, I have a queen in my hand. I block so much here. Like, Doug has to have 9-9, nine, 10-10. Nine, king, queen. King, queen that's slow played. And then check the river. Like, yeah. possible, but... I don't know. Yeah. He can talk himself into it. I think you're supposed to jam as Doug. I think. I admit, this is not automatic, it's but not. I think you're supposed to jam because being short helps. Relatively short helps. Just because you can't get bluffed. You can't, yeah, you can't get moved off the hand by anything weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason, right? Um, 
Also, I mean, we also just limit our liability, right? Like, well, we, we don't no, have... No, the li- liability is limited to the raise size anyway. Right, of gonna... course, but, like, we're almost never going to click back the raise okay, if we had but more. It's so, but it's, like, a marginal difference. You're I mean, poor... Jungle Bet, how much is Jungle Bet? 28000 Right, so if we make, instead of making 60000 if we had 90000 or 100000 or 110000 in our stack, yeah. and we raise, now we're potentially putting that whole, most of that 110000 at risk because we make it eighty. Yeah. instead of making it sixty. Yeah. And that's an extra $20,000 we just get to protect... By moving in and still get all the other things are the same. I think that actually is pretty cool. Okay, fine. Um, you don't you don't think that matters, huh? It's. I mean, it doesn't feel like it matters to poker theory that much. It matters in practical mm. life. Okay. I don't think it really matters to poker theory. What do you think though? Do you think you should move in? Let's just forget about that piece. I think then. it's Let's so. It. I think it's so close. Like, what is jungle really supposed can, to have? Can jungle like quad queens? Can Jungleman call with weaker hands right. besides ace-jack? I mean, Pocket nines, but it's unlikely. Really unlikely to have pocket nines. Just having a jack, which is what he has. Do you think he can call with that hand? Just a jack? No. I think ace-jack is where it starts. Because I think what we're hoping is ace-jack. And why can he call with ace-jack and not just a jack? Um, well, just a jack, you're sitting there, you're like, well, all value is chopping or beating me now, right? And do mostly you, beating me. Do you think Doug's going to check shove ace-jack? I don't know. This isn't that different than check shoving ace jack two ten. I mean, here. it blocks. Uh, oh, it blocks the jungleman from having that. Hand, yeah, though. that's true. He can't have ten ten, yeah, and he really can't have queen ten. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's fair. That's the only difference, though. Really, I guess nine nine is beating you too. But again, we don't think nine nine is here very often because of check check. Still, it matters. Yeah, so it's um, not a. It's not a nothing. Maybe difference. maybe Doug isn't moving in with ace jack. Maybe not. Um. But still, I think I think like you know, Jungleman's gonna have to pick stuff to to call with, and I think like a jack feels like the worst thing to call with without a relevant blocker anyway. I think it's just the worst thing to call with. What would be a good thing to call with? Queen uh, jack. Queen jack sounds yeah. like a good a good hand to call with. Yeah. Um, quads. I would call with quads for yeah. sure. But yeah, but like a hand like you know, just like lone jacks. Like what what are good hands to call with? Queen jack is the obvious one. King jack second best. I mean, Doug doesn't have king-king very often. We're not blocking. He has king-queen sometimes. Oh, that's true. King-queen. We get to block that. That's a great point. Um, I guess jack-10, similarly. Yeah. Um, which is too bad because we flopped just we flopped the nuts, but oh well. A jack with any pair is, is yep. a better call than this hand, obviously. Absolutely. This feels like an easy fold when, if, we, if we were to get raised. Now, I don't know if Jungle would call with those hands. I'm not, it's not clear because right. Doug Polk just calls. Aha. He does not move in. Yeah. Do you think Doug should move in? I don't know, man. It's... So hard for me to say from my perspective because I'm not playing against Jungle Man, mm-hmm. right? You know, like I would never move in in this scenario against the players that I play against in most cases, right? right. Unless it was a very specific player who makes a very specific type of mistake, right? But against like the general population that I'm playing against, I don't think you can move in here profitably. Do you? I mean, when you say the general population that you're playing against, like who are you referring to? Like what? I don't mean people, but I mean like, wh- are you talking about like people who play like low stakes? cash hold them at full ring is that what you mean yeah i mean that's a really different setup than what we're talking about so i don't know yeah, but if it's that's been... relevant it doesn't feel relevant right i understand that okay. what i'm saying is it's very hard for me to wrap my mind around okay. the situation because i'm not playing against struggle i'm playing against those players right right and but, i wouldn't if if there was a four bet pre-flop but think about like i mean you've played against some of the better players in the world and like world series events yeah. and stuff like that i understand it's not cash but whatever there's a lot of money sure. on the line and you've had to like you know, make decisions based on what they're doing and stuff. So, like, imagine you're playing against whatever Nacho Barbero or somebody, you know, instead of, uh, you know, 
Jimmy from the I street. Think, I mean, like, I think I probably end up calling. Yeah, that's my that's my first hit. What do you? What's your first hit? You're playing against Alex Foxen. Yeah. Okay. Great. I think I have. I think the thing I would think about is, um, have I shown down any bluffs? Do I see? Do I seem a little bluffy? So I seem a little bluffy at all. I'd be more inclined to move in. Yeah. Because um, I think I'm more likely to get a hero call if I've been playing. Keeping what it, bluffs do you have with this line? Um, I think it's got to be like ace queen, turning ace queen into a bluff. Yeah. Yeah. If we sit there and we're like he's not even going to bet ace queen for uh, like my best hope is I, I'm chopping or losing to yeah. all his value now. Um, but I can get almost all of it to fold because I have a queen in my hand. Yeah. Like, and what's he, except for ten ten? What's he even supposed to have here? That's like really, really. I mean, oh sure, he can have jack jack, can have ace jack. But like, is he going to call with those hands if yeah. I move in? I don't know. So if if, if Foxen thinks I'm a little bluffy, I'd be more inclined to move in. If he doesn't, if he thinks I'm gonna, just going to have it all the time, then I don't. Then I don't see any value in moving in. Mm-hmm. So my image is part of it. Yeah. Often my image is pretty tight, but then I, for example, I played last night. I don't think that was my image at all. <laughs> so, you know, it, it depends on sort of what's been happening and if I've ever lost my mind or not. <laughs> I, think, I think this is a really close spot for Doug, and I honestly have yeah. no idea what you're supposed to do against an elite player with this hand. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I don't know either. I mean, I, I don't Jungle even... Man makes a lot of tight folds. Like, I, if Doug moved in, I'm certain Jungle Man would fold this it hand. It seems very this, likely. This hand feels like an obvious fold. Yeah. Like... This may be bottom of range even betting yeah. without a blocker. I mean, of course we're folding this hand. Right. right. But Queen Jack, I don't know that we're folding Queen yeah, Jack. Yeah, he might call Queen Jack. That might be... We, we, he might have to call Queen Jack. Yep. Yep. It's cool. Yeah. That's a super close spot. But, you know, Poke wins a big pot. I don't think he was going to win any bigger, like you said. No. This is as big as it was going to get for him. But, man, if Jungle Man sometimes turn over two nines or even Ace Jack, I don't know. Like, maybe you get that money. Maybe, maybe not, though. Maybe he folds those hands. Who knows? I mean, if he folds both of those hands, then Doug is obviously the man for never... You know, obviously, you should never move in. I mean, Queen Jack is a better call than two nines for Jungle Man. Um, as long as we believe Doug is never moving in with Ace Jack, that's correct. Yeah. If we believe Doug has got Ace Jack as a move-in spot, then absolutely not. I don't think he's It's heads in. up. You know, people... Well, we know he's probably not moving in with Ace Jack. Yeah, I guess we do He didn't move in with 10s. That's, that's a great point. And that that's has better point. blockers to big hands than Ace Jack does, so that yep. means he's definitely not moving in with Ace yeah, Jack. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Let's see what the solver had to say. Okay. All right, let's see how these heads-up GTO masters did according to the solver as done by Wesley Cannon. Okay. Especially Doug Polk is known for his GTO strategy and heads-upness, so... Mm-hmm. He should do everything perfectly, right? I guess we'll find out. Uh, Wesley didn't do any preflop stuff. He never does. It would be interesting to know what a solver thinks about the four bet with Jack Eight suited, and if that's like within a solver's discretion. If it feels okay about that, mm. hard to know. But we got to the flop. Kate should bet, uh, and Pio likes his sizing. Wesley gave the option to do half pot instead of the smaller sizing. Pio likes this sizing. Uh, surprising output here. Pio likes a fold from 10s already. Time to get rid of them, even the pair and the straight draw. I can't believe it. That yeah. seems crazy. Well, the, the ranges are, are deeply condensed because it's a four-bet pot. So that does affect that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Still, it feels like that is just way too nitty doesn't for it, 7K into 30K. Doesn't feel like we have it six outs a lot of the time? Like yeah. a great percentage of the time? I mean... Like, or, or we're ahead. And we can be ahead sometimes, like, by the way, right now. Wow, I can't believe they just want to bet. I mean, fold. Solver. 
Come on. Yeah, and he's getting like four and a half to one, too. It's really weird. It is, but that's what Pio says. Okay. All right, on the turn, unsurprisingly, Poke should check. Yeah. Jungle checked back, but the solver doesn't like that. Wants him to keep barreling. Um, really? Yeah. Relevant to the river, he should also bet if he has kings or queens, according to the solver. So quads or kings. Pocket pull. kings or pocket queens. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Um, so it doesn't like the check back from Jungle and doesn't like the call from Poke on the flop. So two mistakes so far, according to Pio. These guys aren't that good, I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. All right, on the river, the solver really doesn't like this. It wants Poke to bet tens 100% of the time. Never check. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes plenty of sense to me. Try to get value. Concerned about checkbacks on this run out, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it went check, check on the turn. So I yeah. understand why the solver's like, uh, are you really just going to let him check back here? Like, such a big part of his range. Like, Maybe Doug Polk knew what the GTO options were in like 2013 or something, but he's oh not updated his, his charts. And Come stuff. on, Dougie. Dougie boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, he checks. It works out for him anyway because uh, Jungle Man bets. Should Jungle Man have bet? The answer is no. It's amazing. According to Pio, Ace Jack is the only straight he should bet. He shouldn't even bet the four four liner straight. I'm surprised, but I guess this is when we're thinking about what we're betting for value here. I guess we're are we we're not even betting any queen apparently. Well, maybe that's a bit. Wesley didn't get into that. Maybe that's yeah. a bet. Whereas this is not because of the blocking of full houses. I mean, uh, if we have like Ace Queen, that's kind of cool. We block Queen Jack. We block Ace Jack. Yeah. Um, we do have. I don't know. We're, trying, so, we're basically trying to get called by a king if we do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe that's a bet, and this isn't because yeah, of the full house blockers. Um, and Polk did it right, finally. Just calling tens uh, is the, hmm. the only play the solver wants. Yeah. And that's what it gets from Dougie Interesting. Polk. Interesting. Yeah. And I would have thought the solver would be going for max value here. Well, you would have thought wrong. I'm surprised by many of the things the solver has said once again. But that doesn't mean it's wrong or right. It's just what the solver thinks, bro. Robots. It's an exploitative game, man. <laughs> Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.